Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Well, it's a Saturday afternoon, and I guess we're back again. It is Saturday? Yep, er, all day. I got up early. I don't know what day. <laughs> welcome, welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, across the way from me, uh-huh. and uh, in Los Angeles, it is Todd Roberts. Howdy, Todd. Hello, gentlemen. How are we? We be, we be we well. Uh, we got a really good guest uh, for you today. Folks, as uh, author Tom Zollner, and uh, we'll be talking about his uh, his book, uh, oh, all of his books here in just a bit. But first, we got to do a public service announcement. Yeah, I guess housekeeping. It's, it's one of our little things we do, just kind of to, to help promote our our heritage, whatnot. Uh, there's a series of lectures going on. It's called the Tucson Railroad History Odell Lecture Series. It's 3 p.m. Sundays. It's at the Southern Arizona Transportation uh, Museum, and they're presenting a series of lectures about the history of railroad in Tucson. I went to last week's uh, presentation, Richard Dick, on the Arizona and New Mexico Railroad. Really good, really worth the time and the effort to go down there. Tomorrow's lecture will be David Quackenbush. What a name, Quackenbush. He used to be a neighbor of mine. Yes. And he's presenting Railroad Watches and Railroad Time. You're familiar with him in that, aren't he's, you? Uh, yes. He. Uh, uh, I don't know if he still has his jewelry shop and watch repair place, but uh, he, he's done a number of work on my, my timepieces, and uh, yeah, good stuff. And you're, and you're on time and prompt. Now, on February 26th, Chris Enns presents Iron Women, the Ladies Who Helped Build the Railroad. This is a book she wrote. She's been on the show several times, a member of Western Writers of America. Very talented, very interested, very, very uh, intelligent, smart lady. And then the last one in the series is March 12th. That'll be Paul Chandler presents Icons of the Southern Pacific Railroad. And again, that's 3 p.m. Sundays at the Southern Arizona Transportation Museum. It's a division of the old Pueblo Tucson Trolley. It's on 414 North Tool Avenue. For those that aren't too familiar, it's right there, uh, part of the downtown railroad depot complex. Right across from the Hotel Congress. Yes, indeed. The historic Hotel Congress. Historic, where they captured Dillinger. That's right. And they do a reenactment of that every... Uh, uh, he gets caught every year. Every you year think, he you does, You'd think yeah. he'd learn by now. <laughs> check into the Motel 6 you down think, the road. Well, you know. Got, there's a light in the window. Henchman, what, what more do we need to say? Uh, also coming up, uh, this will be the 1st of March, so this is like a couple weeks away. The first annual Tombstone Western Book Fair featuring authors of the Western genre, including Doug Hawking, Bill Markley, and Miss Lo- and the lovely Miss Chris Enns. Uh, that'll be Wednesday, March 1, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. down at uh, Shefflin Hall at 4th and Fremont in Tombstone. You want more info? Go to the website, CochiseCountyCorral.org, and you'll learn about bunch more about what's happening down there. And, yes, we must not forget March 3rd, Tucson Festival of the Books, 3rd and 4th. By golly. And our guest, Tom uh, Zollner, will be there along yep. with Chris, Johnny Boggs, the whole crew from Western Writers of America, and just about every every writer that's got any talent in the Southwest will be there, and a few from back east. <laughs> we won't hold it against them, though. Uh, Tom Zollner, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Good to be here, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, the latest book is uh, Rim to River, and uh, it's a, a collection of essays uh, about your trek across Arizona. And uh, did you actually walk walk this thing? Every inch of the Grand Canyon State. Well, I mean, in a straight line, not okay. every uh, square inch, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Utah to Mexico. Wow! Did you wander off trail and get lost? <laughs> Like I we do. did. I did. I, I uh, don't recommend it, but um, <laughs> certainly it's uh, what the archers call level two fun. You should have turned left at Albuquerque, right? <laughs> well, you're yeah, Albuquerque. I like it. There's one spot in there he's talking about. It's been a hard day. 
that wind's blowing. It's, it's an uphill climb all the way. He finally, he's just at it. He throws his gear and his bedroll down right in the trail, and he just makes camp right there. You know, why not? How long? That was not the only time that happened. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And walking this state has got to be uh, has got to present its own uh, set of challenges. Uh, trails for one thing, and I'm ta- I suspect you did not follow along the interstate or any of the U.S. Well, it's an actual trail. Yeah. So there, uh, no, was... it's an actual trail. All uh, right. Okay. A Flagstaff, uh, a Flagstaff school teacher named Dale Shewalter uh, was the one who did the real hard work of getting the land easements and and uh, even cutting some new trail and uh this is arizona's version of the appalachian trail oh okay you know it's it's so interesting you mentioned dale i've got a i was going to bring it he wrote a poem called the arizona trail which is just a great great poem but you know i forgot what else is contained within rim uh, uh your rim book <laughs> well, <laughs> what it was, <laughs> the, the rim book. Yeah, the rim book. What it was, uh, look, I, my family's been in Arizona since practically it was a state. We we arrived to, to farm cotton uh, during territorial days, uh, 1908. And um, I, was, I grew up there. I was educated there. I have complicated feelings about Arizona for a lot of different reasons. You know, we are not a perfect state. No. Amen. And... Uh, no, no matter what uh, part of the political spectrum you can come from, I think we can all agree that uh, we need to have a more perfect union, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so I was privileged to work for the Arizona Republic, and I was able to report on Arizona. And um, I just have had a long argument with the state in my own mind. And there's so many fascinating aspects to it. Um, I wanted to capture it in all of its imperfection and uh, all of its uh, grandeur. And so uh, there's 17 essays in there that uh, range from uh, copper mining um, to our state's history of violence um, to border crossing uh, to Mexican food to uh, our state's uh, fine literary tradition, um, DNA spirituality, um, all kinds of things that I just wanted to throw into a kind of a treasure chest. Well, you know that's one of the things I like about your writing is that you do you don't you don't paint a rosy picture, but you also don't deep, dig a deep dish. You you balance everything. You and you give a, a clear picture. I I'd like to point out the uh, one piece in there. Uh, I ten. Uh, you know I, I I've driven that thing so many times I can do it in my sleep, and. And I bet going back to the, uh, you know, my dad was making the drive in the 50s. And I saw all those changes that you you mentioned and all of the things that are no longer there. But one of the neat things about it was after reading it, there was, you know, how people will, will, they have the reviews and they load in on what Uh they thought about Uh it. And it was, that in in itself was a drift. There were people that were lauding praise on you. There were people that were heaping dung upon you uh, and in between. And that's, that to me is what's fascinating. That means it's a a success. (laughs) Sure, well, thanks. I mean, getting dung heaped on you is just kind of part of what you might say an old Arizona tradition, right? There you go. Yes, it Um, is, yeah. And, and speaking of dung throwing, I mean, what you mentioned there, uh, an essay is called the, the Love Song of Interstate 10. And uh, we're talking about the most uh, hated and reviled uh, piece of rural interstate mm-hmm. in, um, in, in our glorious land, which is that stretch between Phoenix and Tucson. And I'll just say, and I think I'll get some agreement on this, that is one ugly stretch of road. Wow, yeah. It, it does not show off the best of our state. You know, it's through... Uh, Upper Sonoran, Hard Pan. I mean, there's a lot of depressing stuff on the side of the road. There's a lot of failed businesses, and, you know, it's just tough to live out there in that portion of Pinal County and uh, portions of Maricopa. And and it occurred to me, like you said, you know, you can do this in your sleep. I've done it 500 times. But, you know, you begin to kind of notice the subtlety. And, you know, part of living in Arizona is just about, you know, Looking at something that might not be considered conventionally beautiful and finding a uh, kind of a, a redemption in it. Well, you know, I, I made the I made the trip from Tucson to Phoenix for 15 years, once a month, and one of the things I did to to survive 
was I would take the access road all the way up to uh, uh, Picacho and then go up, a lot of times I'd go up through Chandler or take some of the farm roads and just just to get off of the interstate. Mm-hmm. No, I applaud that. Can I applaud I... that. In fact, uh, I'll put in a commercial for the town of Coolidge. Uh, yes. Not, not, not a conventional tourist destination, but, man, they have a great greasy spoon there called Tag's Cafe and uh, uh, the, uh, a honky-tonk bar called the Golden Goose. The Galloping Goose, excuse me has a, uh, a place in uh, Arizona music history. Hmm. Well, you know, that's one of the sad things, too. I'm t- just, it just got me thinking. I don't know if it's still there or not, because it's been a, several years, but there in, uh, in Coolidge, there used to be a re- family restaurant at some of the best Mexican food in Arizona. But that's one of the things that's gone to the wayside, the family coffee shops. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. I, I remember... Uh, Oh, gosh, when was this? 1967, 68. Uh, my brother was moving to Globe. He had a job with the mines up there. And so uh, my dad and I and my brother, we all went up to help do the move. We had this Econoline pickup truck, if you remember what those were. Uh, with, mm-hmm. You know, the and... Uh, uh, I my my chair was the engine <laughs> cover because it was only a, a two seater to be honest with you. But we went up, we didn't follow, and I, yeah, there was interstate. We didn't follow that. We went up the uh, the back roads. Sacatone. So Sacatone, and and that was really nice. Oh yeah, right. And you know you were seeing actually seeing Arizona, and not and not yeah. highway construction. And when I got drafted into the army. That's how the bus went. It was the, the <laughs> back routes. <laughs> yeah, the back routes and up through Sacaton as well. Well, you know, Tom, you have a phrase in there uh, describing, you know, the title looking into the heart of Arizona. But the phrase I like is mountains behind mountains. Yeah. I thought that was just so descriptive. Well, thank you. Yeah, and that, that, that really describes the kind of crinkly. Uh, surface uh, of the state, and there there was a point. Let me tell you on the Arizona Trail where this is in the Mesitals, uh the mountains outside Payson. Which, uh, if you want to pronounce it like a local, you say mad as hell. And there's a spot there on the trail where you can look north and you can see you can see on the northern horizon. You can see uh, uh, Humphreys Peak, mm-hmm. or uh, in the DNA language, Dukeswood. And you can look south, and you can see Flatiron uh, Mesa, that front top there of uh, the superstition. And it's just kind of this magical moment where you see how the state kind of clicks together like a jigsaw puzzle, a topographical jigsaw puzzle. Mm-hmm. Todd Roberts, you've uh, gone on some uh, wacky trails uh, in Arizona well, in your time. He's wacky. Well, I know that, but uh, yes. which, what, give us your impressions. Well, you know, I love Arizona. Um, I lived in Sedona for a while, um, and uh, it's, I have a lot of fondness for Arizona. i got a lot of friends who live in Arizona. I've driven through it uh, many times. Uh, it's just a beautiful state. It, it, there's a sense of, uh, you know, people always talk about big sky country in Montana or the blue sky in New Mexico, but I find Arizona kind of has all of that. And... Um, you know, whether or not it's the uh, chicken restaurant there just south of Payson, Payson uh, which is the beeline out of two, out of Phoenix to shortcut your way up to the 40 or you're down around um, Tucson or uh, any of the other parts. Uh, uh, talking about a great little greasy spoon, uh, there was a great spot in Yarnell, uh, which was uh, had pies and hamburgers and it's gone now, but my parents always brought me a pie every time they came up to see me, and I'd eat it with a spoon by myself. So, uh, you know, it was just delicious, And uh, but that's the way I look at the state, I, and it's a very diverse state. You have a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life, a lot of different beliefs, and a lot of different, in, you know, incomes and, and jobs and so on, and I just think, uh, you know... Uh, for good or bad, Arizona is a great snapshot of America. Well, and, and, I, mm-hmm. and I, I treasure it. And unfortunately, people who move to Arizona tend to bring with them the crap that they left behind in the East, 
uh, and, and, they want to, and they want to impose those particular values upon everyone with whom they meet. You and know, that dog just don't hunt. <laughs> you know, Tom, you, you tell a story in there, the Regina Perry story, which I think is just a, it's a marvelous story. Would you share that with us, just a, your, your, your condensed version? Because I think it's a great story, and it's a good lesson in it. Uh, I'd be happy to. Can, what, which story is this again? Regina Parrish, the Indian runner. Oh, yeah. Okay, so anyone who, um, you know, knows the uh, the culture of most uh, reservations will know just the exalted place that running uh, holds uh, among, uh, among uh, indigenous people. Um, it's... Uh, deeply ingrained into particularly Dine culture and Hopi culture. And so uh, I took it on myself to um, ask a friend of a friend, um, hey, you know, could I go out running with you one day? And uh, I got uh, connected with uh, uh, Regina Parrish and her friend uh, Michelle Smith, both uh, 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 Dine uh, enrolled members, and they took me uh, running around uh, a butte up there in Monument Valley called Gray Whiskers. And uh, if you've seen John Wayne's movie, The Searchers, you've seen this butte because it's in the opening shot. Right. And, um, you know, we, we just went for uh, a run one morning and they smoked me. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm still kind of embarrassed about how poorly I performed out there. You should be. Yeah. Oh, they put me to shame. And they, uh, you know, kind of told me um, just about the role that running plays in their lives. And it wasn't. You know, it doesn't occupy kind of a, a, a sentimental role uh, so much as it does like just a, a way of life, a real uh, kind of method of, uh, of spiritual sustenance. And it's nothing that I'll ever be truly able to understand, um, not even, you know, a fraction of it. But nonetheless, you know, hearing them uh, talk about it is just a window uh, into the, the tremendous flexibility and the adaptivity uh, up there in uh, in Navajo country. Well, it's like basketball is a religion on the res. And they spoke, they smoked the white kids. Every chance yeah, they get. So, <laughs> years ago, we were a decent basketball team in Arizona uh, for private school. And uh, We've done pretty well against some schools, and we, middle of winter, drive up to uh, White Mountain Apache Reservation to play the White Mountain Apaches, and we get out of the bus, and I, I've never seen such poverty in my life, and it's snowing, we have all these men huddled around trash cans that they got a fire burning in, and we go into the gym, and we suit up, and we don't know what to think. And then we're out in the gym and we're shooting around. The other team comes out, and they're all full-blooded, 100% Apache. And they all come out on the court, and there's not one of them that's over 5'8". Wow. Yeah. And we got a guy on our team who's 6'5". And we're thinking, yeah, we, 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 got, we got tonight's game. Uh, we got them. <laughs> and they, uh, you know, we jump the ball, and our guy tips it and one of us grabs it and we take it down and we might have scored or not, I don't remember, but as soon as they get the ball, they just literally ran us to death. Mm -hmm. And I mean to death. Yep. By the end of the first quarter, there was not one of us among us who was not um, able to breathe normally and there were even some dry heaving. Uh, mm, wow. It was unbelievable and and you'd think then, well, you know, they've got, you know, we got to catch our breath. Let's catch our breath. Here we go. Come on, try to catch your breath. They, they don't need to catch their breath. Nope. They just keep going. Yep. And it literally, it was, it was one of the most disillusioning uh, athletic experiences I've ever had in my life. They literally, they never stopped running. The masters and they had a great the attitude. Break. They just smiled at us and, <laughs> you know, hi, it was really nice to meet you guys. You know, thanks for today's game. Enjoyed it. Thanks. <laughs> See you later. Uh -huh. And we're all, uh, uh, yeah. nice to meet you guys too. And I just couldn't believe the, 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 
the resiliency of, sure. of, of them. You know, you see it in movies or you read about it, whatever the circumstances may be, but until you've really been around it, you don't know. And then from that, I started reading about the Apache and they talked about, I forget the, which Apache clan it is, but this one guy said that he and his buddies used to run 50 miles, 40 to 50 miles to a town where there was a railroad station and they would do that just to watch the trains and then when they got bored they'd run home and i thought to myself you couldn't get me to run four blocks what are you and what are you guys talking about and it's just and it's a it's just another shall i say component to the overall cultural stew that is arizona hey tom uh, we, hang on a minute we, we got to do it we're, yeah we're past our long past our uh First break time here, so fast break. We're gonna <laughs> fast break. We're gonna do yeah. that right now. Harry Alexander, Burger to France, Todd Roberts, streaming live to you from the White Stallion Ranch in Tucson. We'll be back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester '73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. Imus Wilkinson is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tank of Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like westerns, right? You're darn I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. We'll have some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. This is the Voices of the West. Back home, his meow sure was keen. It's funny thing, but he had a tone like Elmer's old violin. We're back on Emil Francie's Voices of the West. Rudy Suter there and his Californians. I love slap business. I know, huh? <laughs> uh, we're streaming to you live from the White Stallion Ranch just north of Tucson. Our guest, Tom Zollner, author 
And uh, the book we're talking about is Rim to River. It is uh, basically Tom walked the length of Arizona to come to terms with his home state. And, and you know, I just happened to think, you know, mm-hmm. he walked from high to low. He did. Because he started at the, at the at top. south rim. So he started in Utah, but he gets to the Grand Canyon, south rim, all the way down to the bottom, all the way back up. I mean, he's got some great stories about it. Well, you know, coming time. down, it must have gone real fast, but going back up. Oh, if you, you know, you shortcut, you're down in no time at all. Yeah, but what I'm saying is uh, you look at the map and you're walking up the map as opposed to down the map. Well, yeah, and the, and the south rim is actually higher than the north rim is higher than the south rim. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Tom, how long did it take you to do this walk? 46 days. Wow. That's pretty good. Whoa. You yeah, said, you in some respects, I thought, uh, man, this is never going to end. And uh, <laughs> if you've ever been around that country, around uh, Happy Jack, uh, south of Flagstaff, boy, that, that is one monotonous pine forest that mm-hmm. uh, just doesn't quit until you get to the muggy on rim. Hmm. And people don't realize sometimes you get into that heavily forest part, and it's easier to get lost there than it is in the other. Most sure. Yeah, hard to no question. Hard to see light. Well, I've got a question for you here. There was a word, a name word in there that you you used, and it's a, it's a very descriptive word. Hozo, H O Z H O. Oh yes. Yeah, that's one of those great untranslatable words from the DNA language. It, it, it means balance is the best uh, sort of one-word English definition, but that does not nearly do it justice. It's, it's about a spiritual state of being that um, uh, essentially tries to get your insides in tune with the outsides. Um, it's a, a way of looking at nature that sort of sees everything um, in a kind of a, a cosmic harmony. And I'm doing great violence to this term. I'm not giving an adequate definition, but I don't think an adequate definition is possible. Mm-hmm. I think probably the closest you can get to it physically would be the Grand Canyon because it's just undescribable. I mean, you know, tons of, and you describe, you did a great job, you know, like everybody else has done, but you just, there's something about it that's unescapable. You just, the, the other, you know, the mountain behind the mountain, the shadow behind the shadow, the you know, the cloud over the. It's just so many made Native American uh, nuances. Well, you know, that's the beauty about uh, uh, indigenous language, is that it is so expressive in a way that the you know the, the Asian or the European languages are just not capable of doing it because there's feeling and emotion in the words mm-hmm. and opinion and just just all kinds of stuff. It's a great language. The, the Indian language is awesome. Now, this book, Tom, comes out uh, the end of this month. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And uh, can be pre-ordered at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Goodreads and all the uh, usual book yeah. places, right? Wherever fine books are sold. There you go. And you'll be you'll be uh, signing copies at the book fair, right? That's right. I, I just want to say um, Tucson's my hometown, and I want to uh, give a, a tribute here to uh, uh, to a guy um, that I know is important to your podcast, uh, who I got to know a little bit, uh, Emil Franzi. Ah, uh, um, uh, my mentor. I huh? went to uh, his his daughter uh, Monica is a high school friend of mine. Oh, okay. Uh, um, well, she's probably and when I was getting. I, I hope she is. Hello, Monica, and it was a pleasure to win the trivia contest with you at our high school reunion at El. <laughs> oh, this is so cool! Yeah, Franzi was quite the character. No question about he it. He gave me a book called Avion Seeds. It's like you know about twelve hundred pages. One of the greatest books I ever read. Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah. You know who introduced me to that book was a guy named uh, Charles Bowden, who uh, ah. you, you may know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that, that book a, was passed around by all the Tucson authors. That book should be required reading, and, and especially for writers writing about American history in the East. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the four English colonies. I mean, I learned stuff there that just totally blew everything that I had learned in school out the window. <laughs> so, from Tucson. Well, when I would. Uh, Emil and I did not always see to eye, eye to eye politically. Yeah, and, who does? Uh, <laughs> who does? Right, right. We, we, we went out one, one night to this uh, steakhouse there on Oracle Road called Highfalutin. Oh, oh it's yeah. his favorite spot. 
Yep, yep. And anyway, uh, I said something that, that rubbed Emil the wrong way, which is hard to do. <laughs> and he gave me a look. Uh huh. You know, as 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 though he was he was inspecting a cockroach. Yep. <laughs> I used to produce his program. On uh, on the on the commercial radio, the the inside track program, as well as the Voices of the West program, and every now and then I would get that look because of something I had said, and it was like, and that that he was in the other on the other studio in the other studio there looking through. Good thing and, there was a glass and, between. And, you. Good thing there was a glass, and good thing it was bulletproof glass. <laughs> I mean, geez. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, Tom, I just want to throw something out at you. Uh, while you're there, you might want to wander by the Western Riders booth and talk to Johnny Boggs because a group of the Western Riders and us, we get together in highfalutin every year uh, generally on Saturday. Sometimes it's highfalutin, sometimes not. I've never gone anywhere else but the highfalutin. Okay. Okay. Well, you've been doing it longer than I have. No, I remember we went to a Mexican restaurant but it's neither here nor there. But that wasn't with Emil. Okay, it's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Don't be so dismissive. All right, I, I'll try not to. Be. Okay. What? All right, well, speaking of the Tucson Book Fest, I, I mentioned off mic that I had a, a joke for y'all. Yeah. And uh, is this this relates to the Tucson Book Fest. Do we have about five minutes for me to tell this joke? Please sure. do. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, this, is, uh, this is the Congress Hotel that you mentioned earlier. And this is in the uh, this is in the 1940s. There's a traveling salesman that uh, he goes to Tucson to, uh, you know, to, to, to make his rounds. And uh, he's he's down there in the cafe at the Congress Hotel, and and he orders his supper. And the and the waiter says, uh, "But sir, you didn't have uh, you didn't order the French onion soup." And he says, "Yeah, I don't I don't really like French onion soup." And the waiter says, "But we're famous for our French onion soup." And the salesman says, "I told you I don't want it." And all right, and that's that. So he goes up to his room, and uh, he begins to feel a little bit ill. And he calls his wife, and he says, "Oh my God, dear, I'm constipated. I got I got this problem again." And so his wife says, "Oh dear, all right, well, okay, well, just we'll you know take an aspirin, and we'll we'll hope for the best." And so she phones up after she gets off the phone. She phones up the Congress Hotel's front desk and says, "Well, my he's going to hate this, but." You know, my, my husband, he's got um, constipation, and there's only one cure. He needs an enema. And, you know, because you send your house doctor up there to give him an enema, and he's going to fight. He's going to not like this, but you just you have to just give him that enema. And this is in the days when they still had house doctors in hotels. Uh-huh. So, you know, the front desk dispatches the doctor, and guess what? The doctor gets the room wrong. Oh. And... <laughs> All right. And so flash forward, this is a joke in two parts, flash forward 30 years. The salesman's sitting there in his easy chair, and his son says, Hey, uh, Dad, I got, uh, I'm got. i going on a business trip. I'm going to Tucson. And uh, they're putting me up in this place called the, the Congress Hotel. <laughs> and uh, his dad says, Oh, huh, well, that's interesting. Uh, I got a piece of advice for you. You know, they're, they're going to want to, you know, feed you the onion soup. And by all means, you should order that onion soup because you know what? They're going to give it to you one way or another. <laughs> okay. And how does this relate to the Tucson Festival book? Yes, how does this relate? Uh, yes, I'm going to make this connect. So uh, there's, there's another author out there who writes about um, Arizona who I, I admire. And, uh, you know, about a month ago I wrote to him. And uh, said, hey, uh, I got this book coming out. We're kind of in the same interest category. You know, would you consider mentioning it on your blog? And uh, he writes back a nice note and says, uh, you know, thanks. Congratulations. But, um, you know, I got my own book coming out, and I, I got to devote the publicity efforts to that. And so I, I won't be able to mention your, your book. All right, so that's that. Time passes. I get an email uh, from the Tucson Book Fest, you know, saying, you know, I'm going to be on this panel. And guess who's moderating the panel? <laughs> so, so I'm going to tell that guy the French onion soup joke because you know he didn't. Maybe he was just initially reluctant. He was initially reluctant to promote the book, but you know what? He's going to get the onion soup anyway. Yeah. All right. Now that note, we're going to take our next commercial break. 
And Tom Zollner is our guest here on Emil Francis Voices of the West. Harry Alexander Bunker to France and Todd Roberts with you. We'll be right back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trappin Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting place courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000 square foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSki.com. You've got some cattle you want rustled but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job little lady up the road a piece won't strike a deal with you about water rights you out there come one step near and old best here'll spit right in your eye so you need to strike your own deal but you need the right henchman to do the job the stage is hauling a wells fargo box loaded with gold you've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold but blank henchman to pull off the job what to do you better start packing a handgun Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was. And I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you. And that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our Renna henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Renahance to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Renahance, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Hi, my name is Roberta Shore and I play Betsy on the Virginian and I'd like to invite you all to listen to Voices of the West. <laughs> Francis Voices of the West Harry Alexander Bunker to France, Todd Roberts, streaming live to you from the White Stallion Ranch just north of Tucson, our guest Tom Zoller. The beautiful White Stallion. The beautiful White Stallion Ranch. Rim to River is the book uh, from Tom Zoller that we're talking about there. And, you know, it, it, part, part of the West was the High Chaparral, Tom. Did you happen to visit by the uh, High Chaparral uh, set there? The High Chaparral set uh, has a specific location, or is yeah, it a, a general description of at, the landscape? No, I don't. No, no, no. The, uh, the the trail actually goes uh, through Reddington Pass uh, to the east of town, so uh, I was a long distance away. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in, in I, I've got a piece here that describes you. It says, "Has the legs of Myrrh, heart of Steinbeck, eyes of Didion, pen of Corot." Scope of Corot, and it got me. It, 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 you sound like Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> did any of these people want their parts back? Yeah, yeah uh, well, that's, that's what you might call a little old fashioned hyperbole there. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, what, what's the line from uh, Liberty Valence? When the truth and the legend collide, uh, print mm-hmm. the legend. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'll take it. Well, I just, you're the legs of Muir, he, he was skinny. <laughs> so, but he was stout. Yes, he was. Yes. He so, was from Scotland. So, are you uh, concentrating all your your uh, work now on writing books? Or are you still with the newspaper and or you, you're, you're no, teaching I, college? I left right? the, I'm teaching at uh, Chapman University. I okay. left uh, the Arizona Republic uh, uh, 20 years ago this month. 
good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's a fan of the Republic. I, I, I'm a retired journalist myself. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I, just something here that uh, came out. It's called the South, 2023 Southwest Books of the Year. It's a little thing that the Pima County Library puts out every year. And it's various writers and people in the uh, media pick out their books and they, they speak about them. And you've got five books, your three solo choices and two uh, compatible choices with somebody else. And how was that experience? Because I, I, I know you do, you're, what is it, the Los Angeles Review of Books? You do a lot of reviewing and, and uh, I won't call it critical criticism, but reviewing, right? Yeah, criticism is a fair term, and I was honored to serve on that committee. Uh, Margie Farmer of the Pima County System asked me to do it, and uh, there's, you know, as you gentlemen know, there's just a, uh, a, a Niagara of uh, really good books about yes. the Southwest put out every year, and it's kind of painful to leave some of them out, but as long as we're talking about it, if I could plug one in particular that I thought yes. didn't get nearly enough attention. Please do. I love this Loved this book from the University of New Mexico Press. It was called Tucumcari Tonight. Yes. And uh, mm. it's a wonderful history of the town of Tucumcari, which I'm sure most of the listeners have probably passed through it. It's on I-40 as you head towards Albuquerque. And, you know, it's one of these uh, interstate towns that just kind of faded away. And a native of Tucumcari, David Stratton, um, wrote, I thought, a very, very honorable biography of this town. Mm. Well, you know, it almost burned down this last summer. They had the worst fire in New Mexico's history. Uh, yeah, was the, up there. Oh, the wildfires! My gosh! Yeah. yeah. So, so Tom, in, in your travels, as you're traveling this Arizona Trail, what's going through your mind as you come across some of these uh, new places, or, or were the Am places? Yeah, were the places what you thought they would be uh, when you got there, or were, was it pretty much a surprise? Much of it was a surprise. I mean, uh, I had never really gotten deep in the Mathisals, uh before. You know, just looked at it from the Beeline Highway. And, you know, that is some rough country in there. Um, you don't want to get lost. And you can look into uh, the Bloody Basin. You know, that's the uh, famous uh, isolated cattle ranching country mm-hmm. up in there. Um, the Four Peaks, I didn't, uh, you know, I tried to climb one of them years ago and, and just you know, I kind of forgot how uh, how extensive that wilderness is in there. And then, uh, just one other moment out of Benning is, is you know, ascending up uh, Sycamore Creek outside Sunflower and then seeing just the uh, um, the, the, the intense expanse of uh, that water behind the Roosevelt Dam and uh, becoming aware of just how much Arizona is dependent on um you know, hydrology and mm-hmm. the manipulation of water. Did Did you feel for a, any moment uh, like you were John Fremont uh, uh, doing map, <laughs> mapping of the region? Uh, no. Um, certainly I was alone for almost all of it. And, you know, uh, you get very used to being um, the only human being within miles. But yeah. no, at no point did I feel like, oh, wow, I'm seeing this for the, you know, first time. I mean, I just. Tens of thousands of eyes have been on it for tens of thousands of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Did you ever feel like Yosemite Sam while you were on the trail? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a couple of times I felt like drawing a pistol and screaming. But uh, you know, you know there's, up and down. there's a piece in there you do which I, I, I enjoyed. That was enchiladas and whiskey. Mm. Yeah. Yes, a survey of uh, Arizona food and some of the uh, the finest restaurants in this state. All right, so let's talk about them. Yeah, let's talk about chili. Yeah, well, look, um, <laughs> we've got, um, in, in a state that's just, you know, kind of rushes to erase its history, we do have certain totems of culinary um, significance, and uh, just take the time to highlight a few of them. Uh, Durant's in Phoenix, which is, you know, where uh, all kinds of dirty deals have gone down. Um, uh, the Spirit Room in Jerome, where uh, other types of dirty deals have gone down. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> El Charo in uh, Tucson, where carne seca uh, was invented uh, mm-hmm. famously. Um, and then I talk about some of the iconic bars of Arizona, where mm-hmm. um, it's. Uh, I, I try not never to uh, drive I forty without stopping in at the Sultana in uh, Williams. You know, former uh, speakeasy there. Mm-hmm. Why do you think uh, that Arizona? wants to or tends to brush away its history well so many people move here for a fresh start and you know much of our state has been built as i said on the manipulation of hydrology and and you know there was a campaign in phoenix in the 1920s to kind of turn it into a pasadena of the desert and Mm -hmm. that was actually a campaign on the part of a women's club uh, women's club there called let's do away with the desert and no law and no doubt carl hayden endorsed it fully yeah (laughs) yes uh this is how carl hayden uh, made his very long career in washington yeah Yeah, through the federal appropriation you know, we, Arizona is famous for the five C's. I I want to add a sixth, but you know, cotton, copper, uh, climate, climate uh, cinema. Yeah, we were, we we got to be very famous for our movie industry, which is almost non-existent now, but it's trying to come back. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. it, it it's just I I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, brushing away the history if, if you do that how can you learn you know it's, it's, well, they don't want to learn well apparently not yeah when you think you invented everything yeah and you're the highest form of intelligence on the planet mm-hmm. or in the universe more importantly mm-hmm. uh you don't need history well, well uh if i can tell a story about the arizona state capitol that kind of illustrates what you're talking about okay so our uh, cheapskate legislature decided they were going to save some money on the Capitol, and they hired a guy out of Texas, and he, he only visited a couple of times, and they, they cut the appropriation. Anyone who goes to visit the, the historic Capitol will see this. They cut the appropriation for, uh, for the legislative wings, and so it's about the size of your average courthouse. And not only did they misspell the architect's name on the, uh, on the bronze plate, they also left off one of the C's on the seal. Oh boy! Uh, you so, know, and we have like those people. Arizona, yeah. As much as I like Arizona, you know, our our, our sort of goofy state capital is a bit of a symbol for. <laughs> it, it's really one of the one of the least impressive in the fifty states. Yeah. For sure. Gotta be honest about this. All right, we need to take our final commercial break here. So we yes, so we stay on time. Tom Zollner's our guest. The book is Rim to River. Harry Alexander Bunker to France. Todd Roberts. It's Abel Francis. Voices of the rest, and we'll be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tank Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Hello? 
by Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horses Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horses Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horses Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horsesatroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horsesatroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, Look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like westerns, right? You're to. I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. But we have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. Sam told me you boys were back. Why didn't you go with the Phantom? Frontier figured Evans and the girl took a back trail. He wanted to go after them alone, so he sent us back with a buckboard and the old jet. What happened to Jeff? He won't be helping Evans and the girl to escape anymore. By now, he's just another customer for Boot Hill. This is the Voices of the West. Riding down to Santa Fe Just beyond the mountains and across the way See that sun hang low in the west Or the land I'm loving the best We're back on Abel Francis' Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. Uh, our guest is Tom Zoner. Uh, Rim to River is the book, and uh, you were just lip syncing that as there was played. Yeah, I know I was. Oh, it's pretty that's good, pretty huh? Good, yeah. Maybe America's Got Talent star here. I, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about Arizona's that either. Arizona's Got Talent, maybe. <laughs> or, or maybe Pima County. Well, well, South Tucson's Got Talent. Yeah, we'll just take the street name. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, uh, Rim to River is the book. Tom, this uh, we're approaching the end of the program here, so this is the uh, segment where. Uh, you are uh, asked to do some shameless promotion of your stuff. Sell, sell, sell. Hey, at least we're honest. uh, (laughs) Well, uh, read the book. It's good. Uh, There you go. I got to see. I like that. You did did an article, or Arizona, where is it here? Uh, why, why is there no great Arizona novel? And I want to put a book out there for you called Crazy Weather. Uh, it was written back in the 40s uh, about a couple of young boys. It was kind of a Mark Twain uh, type of book. But this book, I've got five copies of it. Every time I, I'm in a bookstore and I use, see a used book, I buy it. I can't help it. This book is just something else. You know, I share your high opinion of that book, and I actually uh, deal with it in uh, Rim to River briefly, briefly, uh, because that uh, article that you mentioned, I uh, kind of rewrote and repurposed and uh, put it in the book and under the title The Canon, uh, not like a canon like, you know, bang, bang, but like a literary canon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's an assessment of uh, all the great literature that's come out of the state, but I still will contend, I'll still... Uh, argue that uh, we don't yet have a great Arizona, a truly great Arizona novel. Yeah, we don't have a lonesome dove, that's for sure. Time to write yeah, one, Yeah, that's eh? a good way to put it. Time, time to write one. 
<laughs> well, you know, I want to promote... That's a promote. challenge out there to the novelist of Arizona. Yeah, there, where, there where is our Moby Dick? There you Where's go. Where's our great captain? <laughs> Actually, I've, I've, been, I've been, for years, I've been wanting to write a script, Western script, based on Moby Dick. The great White Stallion of Skull Valley. Or the Great White you know, uh, Bunker, I don't appreciate you talking about my prom date. That <laughs> way, so. There you go. Well, okay, I want, I want to shamelessly promote one, one more of, of Tom's book. The National Road Dispatches from a Changing America. Uh, I think that, that I, I highly recommend that book as well. It's, it's you know it's it's the same premise basically, but it just the, the articles are just wonderful. What are you working on next, Tom? I'm working on a, a piece about the early days of the U.S. Civil War, uh, mm. specifically on how the uh, refugee camps um, that uh, were composed of enslaved people who, um, you know, took the risk and ran to the, the picket lines of the Union Army. Mm-hmm. How that um, was a big influence on Lincoln's decision to uh, sign the Emancipation Proclamation. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Mm. Whatever you wow. do, don't write about the Battle of Picacho Peak, because Harry, <laughs> Harry gets very, there very was, violent when they There talk was about no battle. <laughs> At the most, it was an engagement. It was a skirmish, a very little a light skirmish, one. skirmish, yes. Hey, uh, don't, don't, don't take that uh, little badge of honor away from Arizona. Zona there. Every time I, know, I pass I that know. truck stop there, apparently well, it took place on the east side of Iden, yeah, uh, not yeah, the west side. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the compendium of the Civil War only devotes one page to that uh, engagement. I think it says, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, right. It says, hey, we encountered Confederates, they ran. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that was about it. Uh, so, yeah. Um, Anyway, no, there's so much more I wanted to cover here. You know, you know, you, what what you call the cultural landscapes of Arizona. That's a whole program in itself. You know. Yeah, culture, culture, culture. Yeah. What can we talk about, Todd? Culture? You got anything you want to throw in there before we're uh, almost out of time here? Yeah, I'm going to ask Tom uh, what his favorite meal is in Arizona. Ah. Oh, that would be the title of uh, one of the essays, uh, Enchiladas and Whiskey. Where? Where? Oh, boy. Now you're on the spot. I'm going to say Los Olivos and Scottsdale. Los Olivos and Scottsdale. Okay, then. That's a solid word. All right. Favorite Western. You know, it doesn't get nearly enough credit, but the one that made me think the most was Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. Oh. Interesting. interesting. I'm building a house. I don't deserve this. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember Jerry's there on I-10? Jerry's. That's an, that's an old chain restaurant, isn't it? Yeah, twenty four hour truck stop kind of place. It was it was all the cowboys' favorite place in Tucson, especially after the bars closed. Yep. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay, greasy bar food. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. This was good. This was home cooking food. I mean, they had the best biscuits and gravy, the best chicken fried steak, the best Mexican food. It was. It it was gourmet food. Well, you know, if truckers are stopping there, they ain't gonna, they, they won't stop if the food doesn't settle in the stomach because you don't want to be it, driving. If, if it doesn't ride easy, <laughs> it doesn't ride easy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Any comment about media dreamers? Media dreamers. You're gonna have to define that term. Well. Uh, you, that was one of the things you talked about in the cultural landscapes, and that was, I think, you know, a, an apt description of uh, Arizona uh, politicians and newspapers, the way they... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Well, um, depending on who you talk to, um, some of our uh, politicians do specialize in science fiction. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good I like yeah, that. Fantasy, fantasy sword and sorcerers and sound like fantasies. That. Yeah. All right, Tom. We're out of uh, time here. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Appreciate it so much. Tom Zollner, author. The book is Rim to River. It's a trek across or, and up and down Arizona. And uh, get the book. It's uh, available at the end of the month. You can find it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, 
Goodreads, any place they sell really good books. Next time we get together on Abel Franzi's uh, Voices of the West, it is Movie Saturday. Yeah. We're going to be doing... Silence. Silence. Yeah, silence. Silent movies. Yeah, so you you may not hear much. <laughs> 78, 79, 80 O's and lost on the Arizona Trail. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West.